what is up north in terms of words? And I literally just, this actually came right off the top of my tongue. So here's what up north is to me. It is woods, water, swimming, campfires, marshmallows and music, ski boats, pontoon boats, paddle boats, kayaks, hunting, fishing, hiking, ticks and mosquitoes, loons, deer, bears, turkey, fish fries, old fashions, hammocks and books, three-wheelers, four-wheelers, dune buggies, sunblock lotion, and of course, an unlimited amount of cold alcoholic beverages. Welcome to Home Selling Hero, hosted by real estate veteran Tom Didion. Each week, we break down today's ultra-hot home seller's market and give you the tips, tricks, and guidance to navigate the selling process and get the most out of selling your home. Proudly presented by the Tom Didion team. Let's jump in. All right, greetings and moyen, everybody. Welcome back to the Home Selling Hero podcast. I am, as always, your host, Tom Didier. And today's topic is on one thing and one thing only, and that is what I call up north Wisconsin. Um, I'll start with what I think up north is. I think everybody has a different definition of what up north is. But for me, based on my experiences, up north means basically the northern third of the state. I've always thought anything north of Green Bay, to me, is considered up north, although I will say a lot of my friends that vacation on the western part of the state also refer to their place as up north. So we're going to talk about up north and we'll get to my guest. I do have an expert guest from the Three Lakes area who is on the other line here and we're going to ask her all of our questions. But I'll kind of give you my background on, you know, what up north means to me and my story. So I believe the first time I was ever in up north Wisconsin when I was in about sixth grade, which would be the early 80s, and we went to the Schultz Cabin in Rhinelander, and it was this A-frame in the woods. I think it was a very small lake. I'm not positive. I think it was called Lake George, but you know, it was my first time up there, and we I think we went for two or three or four years in a row, multiple families. The uh, garage was a bunkhouse for kids, and the A-frame belonged to the adults at night. But it was just very, very memorable vacation. It was the most memorable vacation. And um, so when our kids got to a certain age, my wife and I said, we want to give those experiences that we remember as kids. She went to Shawano. That was, that was her um, childhood experience. Mine was Rhinelander. And we wanted to give our kids that. So, you know, I wrote down, like, what is up north in terms of words? And I literally just, this actually came right off the top of my tongue. So here's what up north is to me. It is woods, water, swimming, campfires, marshmallows and music, ski boats, pontoon boats, paddle boats, kayaks, hunting, fishing, hiking, ticks and mosquitoes, loons, deer, bears, turkey, fish fries, old fashions, hammocks and books, three-wheelers, four-wheelers, dune buggies, sunblock lotion, and of course, an unlimited amount of cold alcoholic beverages. That is what it means to me. Ellie, did I leave anything out? No, you basically nailed it. That's my everyday life. (laughs) Very jealous. So with that, I'm going to introduce to our listeners my special guest for the day, which is Ellie Soder. Um, Ellie and I have known each other for a number of years now, as I have been lucky enough to be able to refer some friends and family to her. Ellie is a fourth-generation realtor. I am a third-generation realtor. My son is a fourth-generation realtor, so we do have some things in common. Ellie, tell us uh, tell us who you are. 
Well, hey all, um, I live in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. I was born and raised here. So I worked for my parents for about 18 years. Then two years ago, they decided to retire and now Good golf time. a lot. <laughs> I am still in the game. I merged with Remax Property Pros, who I worked for the last two years. And I recently, about two weeks ago, decided to make the move to Redmond Realty Group a small company owned by Adam Redman. He started an office in Manaqua, and he now has an office in Manaqua, Arborvita, Rhinelander, Eagle River, and the newest okay. one in Three Lakes. So you guys, yeah. as a realtor in the Northwoods, you put on some miles on your vehicles, I'm guessing, correct? Yes, and it has been more so in the last two or three years than yeah. ever before. Uh, we used to have much more inventory in Three Lakes, and I could kind of stick to my little Three Lakes bubble. I could pick out eight to ten properties on the Three Lakes chain, or, you know, if they were looking for off water, I could right. pick, you know, five or six properties to show right in the immediate area. Now, with the lack of inventory, we're having to broaden that. I'll show one in Rhinelander, one in Eagle River, one over in Hiles, and you end up putting putting in four hours of driving to show three yeah, or four isn't that properties. The truth? That's the same thing down here. We were very blessed and privileged and lucky back in a normal market to be able to stick close to home. There was plenty of work here now, but I, I feel the exact same way. We have such limited inventory that my team members are traveling. They're going wherever they need to go to, to get our customers deals. So that seems very similar. With that, I'll, I'll ask you just to take a couple minutes to kind of summarize what you would say the market is right now. So we are here in June of 2023, a few years after COVID, and kind of give the listeners of uh, of this podcast a snapshot of what your area looks like in terms of inventory prices, availability, um, trends, things like that. Ever since COVID, um, there was kind of a push north from people that you know, we're living in the bigger cities. So that definitely ate up a lot of our inventory. Uh, there is not much out there, which is, of course, driving prices up, you know, multiple offers on on properties uh, going above asking, which I know is, you know, the norm in, right. in a lot of areas. But, um, you know, that, that also, too, drives up rent for people. People aren't buying you know, not only vacation homes, but investment properties. And uh, the, the lack of inventory has made it very tough as a realtor up here in the Northwoods right now. Fair to say that you have seen a large increase in the number of homes that are available for rent, whether it's VRBO or Airbnb or other platforms? Uh, no. No. The, the, people just aren't... Um, People aren't building right. things up here, so the influx of people that are up here, uh, you cannot oh, find a place to rent. So there's so many people uh, there. Interesting. Especially full-time full -time rentals are, I mean, you're lucky. If you've got dogs or you need a, more than a three-bedroom, it's just impossible. Uh, vacation properties... Uh, a little bit easier because they run them by the week, you know, um, so you can find those a little bit easier. But the prices of those are pretty steep. If you're talking a week, you know, for a single family home up here, you're talking three 3000 a week, you know, Saturday to Saturday or, or potentially more. On average, 3000 per week for an average size family vacation rental. And that's on water or off water? 
That's on water, and that would be for a three-bedroom. I mean, you can find the little dinky old ma and pa resort condos, two-bedroom, one-bath. You can find them starting probably okay. at 1500 but I, it would be upwards of that for a week. So fair here. to say that when a property hits the market in the Three Lakes area, if it's priced properly, it's going to be gone in how many days? Well, I would tell people that, you know, you will know within the first yeah. week if your property is priced accordingly or not. If it's not under contract yep. in a week, you know, then, then either something's terribly wrong with it, it's not desirable, or you've got it priced to the moon. The market will speak to us by the offers or lack thereof. And usually after seven to 10 days, we should know uh, if we're selling for, for full price or over. If we're not gone in 10 days, we're not getting full price. What are the disadvantages of being up north? What do you not get living in northern Wisconsin? Well, as we just experienced, Tom, trying to get set up for this podcast, the, the internet is not the best. And the more people are up here, so mid to, you know, mid-June all the way through Labor Day, there's such a flood of people up here working and using their devices that it tends to get quite slow lagging. But it's changing. It's changing a lot, right? I mean, 10 years ago, there was almost no internet, correct? Yeah, I I wish I could do the dial-up sound, but I can't. Um, But yeah, so it's we we're making advances, but we always compared it to drugs and that kind of stuff. It always takes a little bit longer for that stuff to trickle up north. So that's where we're at in the internet is is we're making advances. They've been working hard over the past few years to bury the lines underneath so we can get the broadband. That's a good that's a good answer. Um, Wouldn't you agree that? Some of the advantages of being up there are lack of drugs, lack of crime, lack of traffic jams, lack of what people get frustrated with with everyday life. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a more laid back, um, slower way of life than than down in the city. As soon as I come back from my cabin, I think about going back up. So it's just a, a much more relaxed pace you guys have up there. Has the use of UTVs and the trails changed the market where you live right now? They're everywhere nowadays. Uh, you know, in in Three Lakes, I would say, and surrounding Three Lakes is not the best. A majority of our trails are the um, town roads. So you're not getting that backwoods, dirt trail, you know, experience. But, you know, you go to Eagle River, Conover, uh, they've got some great backwoods trails. You know, if you can get back in the Nicolay um, or over by Crandon has a good trail system that you can, you know, go for, for miles and miles and miles back in the woods and finally hit that watering hole that you sought out. Have a house to sell, but not sure who to trust when it comes to getting the best deal and leveraging the current market? Trust the experts at the Tom Didier team. With over a quarter century of selling Milwaukee, Tom and his team of real estate experts are here to ensure that you get every penny you deserve out of selling your home. No matter where you live in the dairy state, put one of Wisconsin's top real estate teams to work for you in selling your home and making the most of your real estate investment. Looking to buy a house instead? Tom and his team have you covered here as well, helping you craft and perfect the offer on your dream home. 
Visit SellingMilwaukee.com to find out how much your home could be worth and connect with the team to make your next real estate transaction a dream. Now, back to the show. It's incredible in our market, Lakewood, Townsend area. It's it's not only possible, but it's probable that when you do pull into a bar restaurant, at least a popular one, there's going to be more UTVs than there are vehicles. I mean, it's not unusual to see like 20 UTVs and like two cars where we live. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy how it's changed quite a bit. Um, all right. Delayed listings. This comes from a, a fellow realtor. Do you guys use delayed listings in the MLS? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you guys have the delayed listing category in your MLS? Um, no. You don't. All right, good. Don't get into it. I think it's uh-uh. a pain in the ass. I don't like it at all. It causes, <laughs> in my opinion, it causes confusion. It causes animosity. Um, it causes a lot of accusations among realtors saying that guy or that girl is showing his own listing while it's delayed. So, yeah, I hope you I hope you don't yeah, I mean, acknowledge or uh, adopt I've run that. it across it a couple times where, you know, they, they put it in the MLS and they say no showings until this date, which is, you know, like five days past when they put it in. Yeah. And I don't know if that's proper or not. I've never done it. But yeah, um, with the market changes we have been through, there has been so much discussion and accusations, right, among what's proper and improper. Everybody, everybody's fighting for a deal and we all want our buyers and sellers to have equal shot, but there's been a lot of, would you agree there's been a lot of arguments the last few years since, since COVID? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more tooth and nail than, yeah. than it ever was up here. I mean, you know, when I first started having a multiple offers was, yeah. was a rare thing. You know, you somebody put in the, it wasn't uncommon to have something listed for six months or a year. Right. And now I'm like, well, we like to see six-month contracts, but honestly, I'm fine with 90 days, right. oh, you know, yeah. just because of how fast things are selling. Yeah, more than enough 90 days. Same thing here. I'm, I'm totally, totally cool with a, I'm totally cool with a 60-day contract, to be honest with you. That should be all we need. All right, next question. Um, woods or water? Are people coming up to your neck of the woods to look for a place in the woods, or does everybody want to be on the water? Well, of course, the dream is to be on the water, uh, but prices the way they are these days, um, you know, there's there's fewer and fewer buyers that can actually achieve that at this current moment. So they're looking just to get up here and get, you know, preferred is generally a little piece in the woods so that they have a little bit of privacy. And then when they're not finding that, then they're they're right. sucking it up and taking something in town where you've got a neighbor 50 feet away. Right. All right, so here's a question. I want to compare our markets. Of course, you've got a million lakes. I mean, it's called three lakes, but legitimately, how many lakes do you have up there in your surrounding market? So three lakes and Eagle River uh, comprise the 28 lake chain. So there's 18 lakes on the three lakes side and 10 lakes on the Eagle River side, and they're connected by a dam. So if you want to go from one side of the chain to the other, you put park your boat on this lift, and with this huge machine, they lift it up over this road and drop it back down over into the Eagle River side of the chain and vice versa. But if uh, you, you need to make sure you're within their operating hours or you might be stuck. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Um, basically, there's a ton of water up there. I've been up by you a number of times with friends and family, and there's so much water. You can get on your boat, and mm-hmm. it seems like you can go for days and never see the, the same shoreline twice. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's there's more than there's just the Three Lakes Eagle River chain. There's the Sugar Camp chain, the Moen chain, the Manaqua chain. Uh, you know, some much busier than others, some more expensive than others. And then you've got all the, you know, standalone lakes where you can get a two-lake chain or, okay. you know, North Twin, South Twin, something like that, yeah. that connect. But there's also, you know, five-acre five lakes, which I would call pond. But, yeah. you know, so, yeah, you if, if you ever get a chance to go up with Tom and his uh, airplane, yeah, you right. get to see that. <laughs> All right, so let's compare Lake Michigan to what's your biggest lake up there on the chain of lakes? Um, our biggest is planting ground planting on the ground. three lake All side right. and then catfish on the other side. All right, so let's let's compare planting ground to Lake Michigan because I don't have many inland lakes to work with in my market, but we have Lake Michigan. And when I started 28 years ago, the way we priced Lake Michigan properties was using comps and really analyzing how much frontage, so 100 feet of frontage, 200 feet, whatever it was, and we'd make adjustments. What I found about 15 years ago is that the buyers, which at that time were coming from Chicago, they cared less and less about how many feet of frontage you had. They cared, They started caring more about the house itself and the square footage of the house and how nice it was. Um, so we could have two houses on Lake Michigan next to each other. One could have 200 feet of frontage. The one next to it could have 500 feet of frontage. And the one with 200 feet of frontage could easily sell for 100 or 200 grand more. Is that similar on planting ground or are you guys pricing things you know, is the number, is the width of your frontage super, super important? Generally, the more frontage you have, the more privacy you have, unless it's like a rounded point or something like that. But we have to price it also according to which way it faces. If it faces east or west or south, it depends on whether you get the afternoon sun. Uh, another thing is elevation. You know, most people don't want 40 steps down to the water. Uh, so the, the, you price it whether it has uh, incline or not. Another thing we have to go on is whether it's sandy or weedy. You know, obviously wading out into sand frontage and being able to jump on your floaty and or your paddleboard or whatever and hang out, the kids can play, that's much more desirable than a weedy, mucky frontage where you step into it and you sink up to your knees. Uh, so there's many different things besides just the front f- front foot and you know there's there's better locations than others some um one one of our lakes uh four mile lake half of the lake is uh national forest so you get more canadian lake views where you're not looking out across um you know a whole bunch of different houses the lake is quieter um, you know, so whether you're at in a big part of a lake or whether you're on a thoroughfare where you're going to have a boat going 100 miles an hour past the end of your dock. That's that's interesting. You just did a really good job of explaining the criteria because a lot of them we don't use. I mean, honestly, Lake Michigan, guess what? The view is pretty much the same for everybody every day because you're looking at a giant body of water. But um, you also pointed out a word I forgot in my word description, which was floaty. So you need to be able to <laughs> um, yeah, walk into your sandy beach and jump on your floaty. Those are really, that's really interesting. That was, was a good a, answer. With a cold beer in your hand. With a cold beer in your hand, of course. <laughs> good answer. What is the number one requirement that most buyers looking in your area have? Type of lake frontage is very important. Okay. Um, the size of the home is important. One other thing that is very important is whether it's seasonal or whether it's year-round. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, seasonal is good from 
you know, end of April-ish, generally I say May to like October. And then, and then in the winter months you can't use it. So, you know, depending on what you're looking to accomplish at your property, are you a snowmobiler? Do you want to rent it out year round? You know, that kind of stuff can, that year round thing can greatly affect, you know, how much income you make on the property or how much you personally get to use it. So my sign off on my podcast is to always use a local lender because in my opinion and my experience, the lender involved in a deal has so much to do with everything. So in my market, when we get an offer, which we get tons of them, and it's accompanied by a pre-qualification from a local lender, we get excited. We're like, all right, we can actually take this to closing. And when we get a pre-qual from a lender that I've never heard of in my entire life, I get super nervous and I think, well, I don't think we should you know, get into bed with these people. What is it like in your market when you're reviewing multiple offers? Um, do you pick or does your seller you know, pick, um, based on the lender involved? Um, it definitely can come into play. You know, we obviously cash, cash is king. I was just going to say, you probably have more cash (laughs) offers than we have. What, what percentage of your deals, if you had to put a number of cash deals in that area, three legs Oh, it's in this market today. I, before everybody, you know, said, you know, I'm going to get a loan. I can pay for it, but I'm going to get a loan. It's free, basically free money. Um, but nowadays people are wanting to win. They want their offer to win. So they're pulling money out of retirements or equity out of their homes so that they can come in and throw a cash offer at the seller. So I'd say at least 50% of our offers okay. right now. That's um, what I expected and, your answer to be. And another thing with that is I'm sure you're experiencing not doing inspections. Right. Yep. You know, buyer less beware. Is, but more. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so over 20 years, have you noticed that the number of primary year-round residents has gone up, down, or stayed the same? It's tough here to get, you know, people that to live and work here. Um, What they make compared to what it costs to live here these days just doesn't Mm -hmm. calculate. So it's hard to find a cook that's that's Mm -hmm. willing to, you know, stay on and do that year round and, you know, be able to afford the $1,200 a month rent, which used sure. to be six or $700, yeah. um, you know, a, a single fan, a single parent with a small family or something, you know, it's hard, it's hard for them to be able to, I would say in town, even unless it's something that's really run down, you can't touch anything for under 150,000. I mean, not mm-hmm. even a two bedroom where it used to be say a hundred thousand for that. Right. And I'd say and you're talking about a house with no, you're talking about a house in the middle of town with no woods or water. I mean, it's in right. three lakes. So you're, you're, never you're on far a post, from water, you're on a postage stamp lot yeah. and you maybe have a two bedroom, one bath, two, three bedroom, one bath home, um, going for 150 to 200,000, um, yeah. which, you know, the, the income up here is, is so much less that right. that doesn't, I know that doesn't seem a lot for, you know, the, the house prices down there, but up here, what we make, it's, it's tough right. to live on. Yeah. Yeah. So fair to say that your service industry has experienced the same struggles that everyone has since, since COVID you're, you're finding it harder to get people to work in the service industries up there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We have, we've had a couple of restaurants closed down lately, yeah, which terrible is a is a shame and we've got a couple more that are for sale and it just it's greatly affecting you know the tourism in the area it is what it is um keep moving on here 
Uh, what is a common misconception about your job? That it's a cake job. Right. Right? We just yeah. sit back and collect these huge commission checks. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, and the reality is we've never been paid once for being unsuccessful. We only get paid when we're successful. That's well, it. and, you know, I mean, there definitely you have your um, sales that, you know, you breeze through and everything. Sure. And, and you'd want that to be for everybody. But, you know, then there's those ones that you spend hundreds of hours on and the headaches. And, you know, the people probably don't think that we take this stuff home with us. But, you know, you right. wake up in the middle of the night thinking, did I did mm -hmm. I screw this up? Did I cause this? You know, so, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's harder than what most people think. And it's more taxing on your, your sleep, it is. Sleep, it's, sleep than what it's people not think. A, it's not a job at all. It's a total lifestyle and it's, it's all consuming unless you have a place in Northern Wisconsin to go to where you can unplug and relax and rewind and do all those things I talked about. Yeah. Um, which but is interesting. That's the, that's the whole internet thing is like, it's great to have it. It's becoming more and more available Yet the flip side to that is that people have always gone to northern Wisconsin to get away from the things that the Internet brings us. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, the other, you know, drawback to the job, obviously, you know, this is, you know, you don't have a nine to five. You don't get to clock in and clock out. You, you're you on call. And especially in this market where they have to see it tomorrow. They have to see it tomorrow or today yet. They have to get in there. Well, you know, you, you might have your kid's baseball game to go to or you might have a function that you have to you know, have, be representing at, and, you know, it's hard to just drop everything or other appointments that you have to go on to. So it's just, yeah, it's an on-demand job right now. You and I and every realtor could vent together about the, the impatience. I mean, every, the world has become impatient and we're included. I'm sure that you and I are impatient about other things not related to real estate, but everyone wants answers immediately. Once the question is asked, you're literally on the clock. Yeah. Want the answer, want the answer, want the answer. What is the number one thing that you think is wrong with our industry right now? Oh, that's a tricky one. It's just, it's more cutthroat. People are, people, realtors have to be to try to win the listing. And, um, you know, I, I, people are ex door knocking and, you know, approaching people when you know that's their home that's their privacy i don't necessarily agree with that but um p realtors are hungry right now so with that being said would you agree that more homes in your market are being sold um directly to home buyers without the assistance of an agent or do you think like the for sale by owner market has maintained the same levels? no it's definitely gone up because everybody's you know my sister-in-law's cousin friend is looking for a place and so what you do is you go out and um you know you give them the price opinion and then they sell it to their friend <laughs> yep yep we've, we've experienced the same thing although we, we've we've figured out we've you know we've challenged some for sale by owners and we've said to them like yeah you can find a buyer i guarantee you it's the craziest market ever but we basically challenged them and said you know you can get x i guarantee not guarantee but give me a shot to give you 10 percent more than whatever you're just going to accept and nine out of 10 times we have succeeded in bringing them an offer for at least 10% more than the offer they found on themselves. So I don't know if you're going to run with that or experiment with it, but that's what we've found here is like, just challenge them and say, I can do better. And you usually can because you've got, you know, 
95% more buyers. Yeah. Yeah. When it's out there in the MLS, it's everywhere. So you're not hitting that one buyer. I'm like, don't settle at this price. You want to put it in the MLS. You want to have multiple offers that puts you in the driver's seat. What's the acceptable um, driving range for your area? Do you find that you have a huge contingent that are coming from either Minnesota or Illinois or Michigan, or is everybody within an hour, or is it a melting pot? Kind of talking I, about. I would who say that people are. when I first started, um, you know, 2004 through probably 2010, or maybe even a couple years after. Um, we were mainly Milwaukee and Chicago, Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois area. That was our main market. And more recently, probably over the past six, seven years, uh, there's a ton from Appleton, Green Bay area, and even um, Wausau. I feel like those areas are, are getting richer. And, you know, it's so they said, you know, I've, I've heard we can come up there in one day. If we need to come up and meet a plumber, if we need to come up and mow the lawn, you know, we can run up there in one day and run back home. So we're seeing there is more money in those areas. So we're seeing a lot more people from the Green Bay, Appleton, Wausau area coming up and buying places up here. That's super interesting. All right. Here's a question that I don't know the answer to. I'm sure you do. But for those Listeners that don't know, Eagle River is considered the snowmobile capital of the world, if I remember the sign correctly. Did I, re- did I remember the sign correctly? You did. And what makes Eagle River the snow... Who announced or self-proclaimed that they are... What makes them the snowmobile capital of the world? Just they've always had the um, snowmobile races there. So there's vintage snowmobile, the ovals, uh, races that they have had there every year. And I don't know how far back that dates, but... Um, a while back, they actually started doing the vintage. They do the vintage. Then they also do um, just the oval races. And then a couple years back, they added the snowcross races, which only lasted about, uh, say, four years. And then they decided that the even though the snowcross was ran in the middle of the track and it didn't mess with their ice oval, um, they decided that um, it just wasn't working out with the amount of people and the amount of racers and all that kind of stuff. So they've stopped doing the snowcross racing, which was unfortunate because we were snowcross racers. So we enjoyed having that so close to home. Well, I'll tell I'll tell our listeners I've referred a number of people to you in that area, and you know the local knowledge is so important when you look for a realtor, especially in a town like that, where you literally know, I don't know who knows more. I mean, your entire family's been there for four generations. So it's been, you made me look good, put it that way. Um, And we've been able to keep in touch over the years because you took awesome care of my friends. So I appreciate that. Yes. Thanks for the referrals. Keep them coming. Yeah. yeah. People people love your area. (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll try. Yeah. Nobody's listening. No, I'll try. And I've always, uh, I've always said your area is so much more, popular based on population you just have a there's a lot more people you have more woods you have more water you have more lake homes the prices in your area are certainly we talked about it they're kind of through the roof i think you'd agree but people are willing to pay right yeah absolutely somebody mentioned to me the other day that they saw a news release press release that um, more realtors are going to flail out of the market this year than any other year Absolutely true. And I was in Washington um, not too long ago, a couple months ago, and the, the buzz I was hearing, not that I was necessarily in those committee meetings, but was that they are 
um, predicting, projecting potentially a 25% drop in membership, which is, I mean, that's, that's huge. huge. It's literally one in four. I mean, we're at, I'm guessing we're at 1.2 million members and we're going to lose a quarter of a million realtors. It's crazy. So that's, that's big. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me. I'm sure that our listeners know a little bit more about up north and hopefully they were entertained. One question for you. <laughs> when you're up here, what do you consider the front of the house? Oh, that's a great question. We just talked about this. Um, ah, that's a great question. Is this something? Is it? It's so funny you brought that up. I consider up north the front of the house facing the lake. Yeah, absolutely. Even though it's the back, it's the front. I mean, that's where we, we that's, live. That's what the they create to be the most beautiful part of the house. Right. Is the right. the oh. the front that's facing the lake, which, which is the back, yeah. which is the back. Yeah, it's funny. Other than I don't know what is welcoming about my front door. I don't even pay attention. We just get inside real quick. I think there's a planter box there, or something. But I yeah, I certainly don't ever uh, remember wanting to invest money in the back, which is actually the front. <laughs> but that's a great question. Interesting. We'll leave, we'll leave it off. Question. Do people chime in? Can they chime in? What they consider the front of the house? <laughs> They can chime in when I post it on Facebook. They can uh, put it in the comments. So. All right. Um, we want to cool. we well, hear some of that, right? Thanks for joining me, Ellie. Ellie, make sure you tell our listeners where they can find you. So let's go ahead and shoot out your, your I don't know, website, email, and phone number if they want to buy something in, or sell something in the Three Lakes, Eagle River, Manaqua, Woodruff, St. Germain, Rhinelander area. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Tom. Um, Ellie Soder. You can reach me with Red Man Realty Group in Three Lakes. My email is Ellie, E-L-L-I, at redmanrealtygroup.com. You can reach me on my cell anytime. Call or text. It's 715-891-1723. And again, Redman Realty in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. All right. That is Ellie. She's your girl in Three Lakes or the surrounding area. Thank you for joining me, Ellie. With that being said, we're going to sign off. And remember, even if you're buying in Three Lakes, always use a local lender. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to Home Selling Hero. For more, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with Tom across LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a question about selling your home or buying your next one, reach out to Tom at tom at tomdidier.com or call or text him directly at 414-881-3290. Home Selling Hero is a production of Tom Didier Real Estate in partnership with Westport Studios. This podcast is for informational purposes only and any information presented during the course of discussion is presented as reliable under the laws of the state of Wisconsin. Be sure to consult a local agent in order for any nuances where you may live.